of Bitcoin that dropped. That was some crypto. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, folks? Welcome to yet another episode of your favorite financial education podcast, the I Got Sense Podcast. Yes, sir. Water. Today, What's going on, man? Oh, man. You know, I'm just excited to talk about this here crypto. We ain't talked about it in a while. I wouldn't say I'm excited to talk about it because <laughs> I'm still a little salty, salty with uh with the Doge, with the with, with, the, with the bad dog. <laughs> yeah, Dogecoin still got the mange. Yeah, Doge Doge has been uh up and down, but slowly going down, but without going all the way down. Well, I'm holding on to it for life. I feel you. So I'm, I'm gonna hold you. on. Either it's gonna have to bottom out and collapse all together, or it's gonna have to make me a fortune. I feel you on that. I'm, I, I I sold. I tried to parlay my position in Doge because I had quite a bit. Um, but right now, I probably only have about a hundred coins. But I still have about a profit of like it fluctuates between twenty to a hundred bucks, depending on how many. Man. You know what the what the price of the coin is. I have fourteen thousand shares of that mess. Let it hit a dollar though. Oh yeah, or ten, <laughs> twenty five. But I also would like to preface our conversation by saying we are not encouraging you guys to invest in those we're just recapping our investments in those. oh yeah because i remember clearly like it was yesterday we brought in the new year of 2021 and you and i were talking about cryptocurrency mm-hmm. and how i uh still hadn't bought into it but i said you know what i'm gonna just go ahead and uh throw a little bit of money at it since it's only trading at six cents yeah. a share i um uh, Put a thousand dollars, took a thousand dollars, and opened up a Robinhood account. You actually sent me the link to open up the Robinhood mm-hmm. account. Got you some free stocks, and um, I uh, think I bought about eight hundred sixty dollars worth um, of it, and I saved uh, one fifty to try some other crypto too. Mm-hmm. Ended up with about fourteen thousand shares, and um, that's how we started off uh, twenty twenty one, and then it uh, Doge ran up all the way up to sixty five cents, I believe. Yeah. And uh, man, I I thought I was about to really make me a lick, and then it came crashing back down. It and came so down. It I'm still up down. because it's trading around fourteen or fifteen, right? Yeah. I don't know what it's around now, but it's it's above ten cents, and I got in on six cents, so I'm good to go. Yeah. Last I checked, it was between straddling the twelve to sixteen cent range. But yeah, man, today we got some, um, I'm excited about today's conversation primarily because I took an expensive lesson that I would love to share with you guys around NFTs. But before we dive into that, we just want to talk about what's going on in cryptocurrency. So we, we got a few updates because we haven't talked about crypto since January. <laughs> so that's, uh, we're in April, you know, quarter two of the year yes, and a sir. lot is going on a lot of, um, Evolution has taken place within the crypto industry. So, man, it's over eighteen thousand different cryptocurrencies now, man. So it's, it's wild. booming out there because that's what I was doing my research on for the last month, just taking a look at how many were out there and trying to figure out which ones were the best. So, um, so shoot. On that note, let's let's get started right there. You've been doing your research. Share with us what 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 the financial investment. Coach, man, I ain't advise the DJ dividends. Hey, man, learn now. I'm a, <laughs> I, I, I have a, a great body of work in history as a licensed investment advisor. Absolutely, I've helped a lot of people get rich, mm-hmm. financially secure, somewhere in between there. But when it comes to this here cryptocurrency, man, y'all folks don't listen to me at all because <laughs> I don't know the, I don't know what I'm doing with it, and I'm salty about my little investment that I put in it. But yeah. I did uh, do a lot of research over the last couple of weeks. I just wanted to see which ones were doing well other than Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So I combed through a lot of data, um, read a lot of articles, um, did a lot of search engine stuff. And this is what I came up. These were um, these are not the best, but these are the top five um, most popular cryptocurrencies I came up. Now to to add some context to what he's saying, he's not saying these are the highest performing cryptocurrencies. Right, absolutely, these are the most notoriously known and popular from like social 
interaction right, like, type of yeah is, the so. most in, the most popular students in high school yeah you know not not the best investments <laughs> to make because <laughs> I don't know nothing about no cryptocurrency and I haven't put a whole lot of stock in analyzing but my uh, top five most popular out of the eighteen thousand plus cryptocurrencies out there um of course bitcoin is number one because they are um first to market so they're probably always going to be the industry leader Mm -hmm. and their valuation price is still above forty thousand dollars per coin so they're doing a great job and 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 one of the reasons that um they're they're probably going to always remain number one is um like you and i discussed before we started Bitcoin put a cap on the total number of coins out there. Absolutely. So um, there uh, is no opportunity for someone to go behind a wall and generate more and kind of devalue um, whatever value has been established in the market. The next one is the uh, second most popular is the Ethereum. Mm -hmm. I found out that that was most popular because of um, the uh, platform and network it used. Mm -hmm. It has the best security features to it so that it's hard to uh, tap into. Um, so that's why that's so uh, popular. And and to add uh, add to what you're saying about Ethereum, Ethereum is also growing because within the NFT space, that's the uh, coin that you use to make those transactions to purchase an NFT gotcha, or to transfer okay. an NFT. So, so you know way more than me. Uh, the, the <laughs> I said I had a lesson that I learned. We're gonna get into that though. <laughs> okay, the third most popular one was the R. Uh, uh, Cardano, mm-hmm. Cardano, Cardano, and um, I've been asking you about that, and you explained to to me in bits and pieces. But when it comes to um, me learning something about cryptocurrency, I probably don't have my um, antennas all the way up, and um, I kind of hear what you're saying, but I really can't synthesize um, why uh, Cardano is so uh, popular. So why is that one so popular? So. Cardano, in my eyes, is something that I also struggle with understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've seen it on the list of it being one of the more popular uh, cryptocurrency coins, uh, but I honestly can't give too much of an analysis on why that one is as popular or more popular than others. To be honest, yeah, I can't find out <laughs> nothing about it to, to give me that uh, the backstory to. But it. but you know, obviously, we got the internet, so I'll go ahead and read. Well, uh, what Cardano's description is on their website and y'all will go ahead and take that information and do with it as you please. So Cardano, Cardano is the first blockchain platform to be built through peer reviewed research to be secure enough to protect the data of billions, scalable enough to accommodate global systems and robust enough to support foundational change. Now, that sounds kind of generic, but it seems like um, its network is pretty much secured like the Ethereum, and that's probably why it's uh, emerging um, at the top as one of the most uh, popular ones because of the uh, security features that they have on it. That's what it sounds like when you just read that definition to me. I like your interpretation of it. I'm running with that. Okay. (laughs) Don't try to put this mess on me. You 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 the crypto expert, not me. (laughs) All right. So let me move on to number four, the uh, Dogecoin. Um, That one is popular because I think mostly uh, Elon Musk is tied to it. Um, He gave it a lot of hype. Um, It was originally created as a joke. Um, But one of the downsides to uh, Dogecoin and why its value is not growing like I had hoped and anticipated is because apparently it's damn open-ended and uh, the people that own it can go create as much as they want and and keep on creating it into infamy. Is that the case? So for the most part there, uh, one of the uh, few things you mentioned uh, that I'll highlight uh, that are in, indeed true is Elon Musk definitely was more vocal about this cryptocurrency, especially in 2019, 2020, 2021. And the, at year, one the point, last three years are a blur. So, And at one point in time, didn't him and Mark Cuban say they were going to start accepting? Absolutely. So Mark okay. Cuban, I believe to this day, still does accept uh, Dogecoin okay. on the Dallas Mavericks website to purchase jerseys and tickets. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Dogecoin did but did start as a meme coin, uh, which is why it was so amazing to see that it took off the way it did. Dogecoin, mm-hmm. when I was introduced to the coin, was probably not even uh, a half of a penny in, in terms of the value of the coin. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you would be able to put a penny in and get like 30,000 coins at the time. My math may be a little off, but it was a lot. So gotcha. you, you do the math, half of a penny, and it goes up to about 70 cents. That's a yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. That's a huge ROI off of a penny. That's like a couple, that's yeah, a few thousand dollars. It. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine if I would have got um, my 14,000 shares at a half a cent. So you know how off air we've talked about like uh, <laughs> moments where we were like, yeah, we could have probably been sitting on something super pretty by now yeah. or prettier than what we're sitting on. Man, tell me about it. The Dogecoin was my first experience of that. I had roughly 33,000 coins before. Uh, I'm sorry, I had 33,000 coins around a seventh of a penny, and it shot up to, I believe, two cents. And mm-hmm. I sold a large majority of my position. Granted, I did parlay it into Apple stocks, gotcha, um, okay. and the rest of it I allowed to stay. But then it shot up to, what, seven, 72 cents? And I was able to look at my account, and I had $10,000. So that was yeah. with probably... 1200 coins 1200 coins imagine yeah. what that would have been with 30 exactly yeah but you know <laughs> i never ever really bought into the idea of cryptocurrency as mm-hmm. a, a major investment and the reason why i held that position was because i've always said and i still believe it doesn't really have any intrinsic value absolutely you can't tie it to a product or service and kind of pinpoint a fair market value for it. Um, However, my fifth uh, most popular one that I found, the uh, Decentraland, that's one of the cryptocurrencies that now is kind of tied to something intrinsic. So you can kind of target some type of virtual uh, real estate or property or something like that. And based on um, whatever... um, valuation you put on that virtual property that's directly tied back to uh, the decentralized cryptocurrency am i am i explaining that right or does that make any sense what i'm saying you're the expert now so you in the right ballpark and okay. i'm gonna do what you do with fi- with complex financial jargon <laughs> i'm gonna demystify yeah demystify this <laughs> break it down for a plain simple-minded person like me so when you think of decentralized i want you to think of a video game uh mm-hmm. decentralized is essentially the environment that you play the video game so like those of you who might have played mario back in the day or those of you who play 2k to this day you turn on the video game now you're immersed in this video game realm Mm -hmm. uh if you play grand theft auto this is the perfect example or the sims Mm -hmm. um the central land is essentially the virtual world uh that you operate in and in this virtual world you use a cryptocurrency called mana to make purchases or mana m-a-n-a so um, mana is a part of the decentraland. That's the currency that's, that's the used, currency or the coin that's used within the, the, the decentraland realm. The official currency mm-hmm. within decentraland. Okay. Yeah. To my knowledge, yes. And the reason why decentraland became so popular is because people are purchasing virtual real estate within decentraland, and there's a. I don't know if they're officially competitors, uh, but I'd say it's like. Apple and Google, uh, Google or Android and iPhone. On the other, on the other hand, you have Sandbox, which is basically like a Decentraland. Sandbox has a lot of backing by um, celebrities like Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg has a virtual home and character within the Sandbox. But okay. within both of these realms, you could purchase everything. So, like, if you're in your car right now and you look around and you see that you might have a bottle of water in your cup holder, you might have some sunglasses on your face and you wearing some clothes, hopefully. If you think about the monetary value of everything in that environment, um, it translates into either A, you can go and purchase that item, resell that item, or invest in the company that produced the item. So these virtual realms allow you to do that same thing, but within a virtual space. Now, hold on now. Hold on. Let me make sure I get this here right. Yeah. So is it that I could see products of value like merchandise, sunglasses, clothes, shoes, even property, houses? Um, So when I see this in a virtual Decentraland and there's a value tied to it, does that necessarily mean that I can buy something similar to that? 
of the same fair market value within Decentraland, the virtual world? Or does that mean we're using the virtual world of Decentraland to sell actual products in reality? So I think this is a great way to parlay into the conversation of non-fungible tokens, also known as NFTs. Okay. So there's a platform called OpenSea, which is essentially like Amazon for NFTs. And these NFTs have different utilities. You said OpenSea? Mm-hmm. Okay. So OpenSea is a website on Web3. So if you guys aren't familiar... The internet has had two phases so far. It, it's had the original Web 1 experience, which was dial-up, and then it transitioned into the Web 2 experiences, which is what you see today, which is what you see today. Okay. Web 3 is more so utilizing um, cryptocurrency, and, and, and the best way I can explain it is Web 2, you go to Google, you have a login and a password. You go to Yahoo, you have a login and a password. You go to Instagram, you have a login and a password. Web 3, you have your... Uh, wallet address okay you log in you have access to everything and it's all connected to that one so it's minimalizing the need for all of these logins and you were you're able to use that one wallet to make purchases <clears throat> so that was just a little at that was just to add some context to uh, the web experience but OpenSea is one of those sites within web3 it mm-hmm. operates similar to like an amazon except you're buying nfts nfts Depending on the creators, they might have different utilities. Utilities essentially translates to the use of the NFT, which can provide virtual perks or real world perks. Mm-hmm. Um, in the case of Decentraland, there are certain NFTs that you can purchase that provide virtual perks. So um, a good example would be within Sandbox, which is the equivalent to Decentraland in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a virtual realm. You might have heard of like the Board Ape Yacht Club or um, CryptoPunks. Those are two notoriously known NFT uh, groups that a lot of celebrities have put a lot of money behind. These are essentially virtual pieces of art that you can get um, some some sort of technology and put it on your wall or you can get that technology put into your virtual wall of your virtual home. Uh, but also these have utilities. So like the board, eight yacht, the board, eight yacht club, last I checked, uh, one of the utilities of that coin were, uh, uh, meetups and parties all across the, the four corners of this country. So like from New York to Miami, from LA to Vegas, <laughs> they'll throw exclusive parties that board, eight yacht club members have access to because they own this NFT. Okay, um, so it's, it's so in this instance here, owning some of the NFT is basically like having credentials to get into an exclusive party. Absolutely, Think that's of it. actually realistic. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And then this NFT has value, monetary value. Um, within the within the cryptocurrency space, you convert your US dollar to whichever coin that you're trying to use to buy an NFT which would be Ethereum. Okay. So a Board Ape Yacht Club, and I can pull it up here uh, while, we're, while we're talking, but last I checked, Board Ape Yacht Club at minimum was going for like, I want to say, I might be overshooting it, but about 50, 50 Ethereum. Mind you, one Ethereum coin, last I checked, was anywhere between $2,000 to $3,000. So you're talking big money for mm-hmm. a digital piece of art, which is why I get it. Those who aren't necessarily... Uh, educated on uh decentralization and blockchain and uh cryptocurrency they're like why the hell would i invest my money into this little atari looking image yeah that's me yeah i'm, I'm yeah. still there <laughs> you talk you speaking of me <laughs> so so i was also that way but you know i'm i'm i, I also understand video games so i could kind of see where they were going with it um but it's the utility behind it and it's also so let me let me let me let me rewind a little bit. So NFTs, what I learned from investing two thousand dollars in the NFTs was okay. that many NFTs are socially driven. So popularity is huge within the NFT space. Think of it like trading cards. 
Okay. You have certain Pokemon cards or certain basketball cards that are more popular for whatever reason. It could be because Pikachu's eyeball on that first original card was missing. Okay. And the value of that card is now worth five hundred thousand dollars. Or maybe like a LeBron James or a Michael Jordan rookie card. Or rest in peace Kobe Bryant rookie gotcha. card. Okay. You know, for whatever reason, these cards are just ultra valuable. So mm-hmm. there are NFT projects that fall under that category. They might hit the open market at let's say two or three hundred bucks but then some popularity happens whether it's gary v someone who's notorious in the nft space gets behind the project and now the value of it shoots up for an extended period of time or you get celebrity backing where people like the amigos are investing in it and now it shoots up in in value okay now let me let me ask you a question here you tell me whether it's stupid or not Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I'm, I'm thinking I'm kind of getting it here as you um, demystify it for me. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for instance, um, I have an original uh, Polaroid, fo- a Polaroid photo of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King mm-hmm. um, about 30 minutes before he got assassinated. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that I could use some type of NFT technology to convert that photo into a digital image and then limit or sell it to certain individuals and those individuals that have this here digital version of that Polaroid picture of Dr. M.L. King can now monetize that because by them being one of the few selects that have um, this here uh, NFT, they can now use that um, because you have to have it to get exclusive access to something like a party or event or something like that. Am am I sounding um, like I'm in the ballpark? Now, before I give you my answer, it sounds easier than it's done, but absolutely that is the case. And let me explain or let me um, add context to what you're saying. So what you're saying is if I have the actual image that I took from my camera Mm -hmm. of our rest in peace, Dr. Martin Luther King, moments before he was assassinated, mm-hmm. and I decided to create an NFT project for, from it. Obviously, there's copyright and you know legal things you want to make sure you mm-hmm. take care of. Right. But aside from right. that, you could actually create a NFT project from that. And not only are you able to sell these NFTs, but every time someone else sells it, you get a royalty. And the person that creates it is the person that gets the royalty. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. So this is a very, uh, this sounds like it would be very, very valuable and useful to, uh, say, for instance, paparazzis that run around and get exclusive pictures and sell to but the that's what I that's what I mentioned, the legalities behind yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I understand this is like the wild, wild west for I, I new forms understand. of investment. However... I don't know what those laws and regulations are for that, well, if, but I would have liked to think that it could they gonna get their hand. The, the well, government I, gonna get their yeah, hand. Well, I would imagine the government it. gonna eventually get their hands on it. But if mm-hmm. NFTs are only ten minutes old, it really can't be no laws <laughs> out there right, right, that right. prevents me from climbing up in a, a tree and uh, <laughs> taking a nude picture. Let's say uh, Rihanna. Uh, <laughs> we are not. We are not then, promoting that. And y'all then should go and do that. <laughs> starting an NFT project with this here exclusive picture I have, and then sell that as an NFT. And by the time the law catches up with me and send me to prison, I still done made me fifty million dollars, right? Sure. I see you don't want to endorse <laughs> my criminal activities, but I'm just trying to put together an analogy. So, uh, so let's let's uh, let's let's rewind a little bit because I know I did say I was looking something up. Uh, okay. The Board Ape Yacht Club. We were talking about the value of one of these. Right mm-hmm. now, the floor price, which is the average price of all of the Board Ape Yacht Clubs combined, mm-hmm. is 110 Ethereum. Now, Ethereum, as it stands today, let's look up what the cost of Ethereum is at this very present moment. Mm-hmm. Ethereum. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, da, 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 da. Ethereum is $3,030. Okay. So you're, we're talking about one of these Board Ape Yacht Clubs is 110 Ethereum. That's roughly $330,000 if my math serves me correctly. And what are those images of? Random monkeys with different creative looks on them. 
like gotcha. different outfits, different, you know. So the trader, the the card trading, uh, the, what was that? The the like trading cards, like the exclusivity of certain cards, mm. they have that element to it. So there's a tool or a program you use or a website you use called Rarity Tools, and it'll tell you the gotcha. rarity of your crypto. I'm sorry, your NFT. Gotcha. Um, certain okay. certain NFTs have certain rarities based on the art. Okay, I, I think I'm getting it now. So it's almost like uh, an authentic uh, jersey that, uh, um, let's say, um, uh, Joe Namath wore in the Super Bowl. Um, there, there's different things out there that have validated that it, it is authentic or a certificate or whatever. And then now that you have this here unique um, piece of artwork or a valuable piece of merchandise, you can actually convert that into a digital format in an NFT project and then sell that um, on the open market. And then those that actually um, obtain it, um, they can use that um, to uh, grant, gain access to uh, some exclusive stuff. Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned sports because sports have been uh, athletes have been another group of people who have gotten into the NFT space and it's been very lucrative gotcha. for them. Okay, uh, It's an opportunity for them to do things such as like fan meetups. If you own my exclusive NFT, uh, you'll be able to get information on where we can have like a fan meeting. Um, okay, or doing uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. Or you, you can, can get a, a party. Right. Or, you, you hey, gotcha. some of these NFTs even have utilities like... Uh, you get a free seat at the NBA game during the playoffs mm -hmm. or something like that. But it's strictly social, socially driven um, um, as far as the value of these here unique things, right? It's more so... It's very subjective, right? Social approval. So when, when we say social approval, we're looking at the validity of something. A project gets validated based on who's backing it or the utilities involved. Okay. So let's say we create a, uh, an NFT project. It would be easier for our project to see some success if someone who has notoriety like a Gary V within the space gets behind it and say, hey, I like what these guys are doing. I trust this project because on the flip side, and this is where we get into my two thousand dollar lesson. There are a lot of NFT projects out there that look good and may have what you call as a roadmap, which tells you what the project roadmap is, the, the plans for the project. Uh, okay. But then that concept of uh, you mentioned it on a few podcasts a while ago called rug pull, right? It's basically when the creators behind the project just disappear and take the money. A modern version of pump and dump. <coughs> Absolutely, gotcha. Absolutely. Okay. So, and, but also in this here same sense that you're speaking of, um, it, it, it instead of having the right people back it, it can also be a unique piece of artwork that is very controversial. Or maybe marks a, a, a critical moment in history. Let's say, for instance, um, the tragic of uh, Kobe Bryant. If someone was to get Man, those you images, just, you just like to go with just the dark side of things. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I don't have Gary. Went v. From I don't have Gary. Gary Vee's phone assassination number. To Rihanna butt naked, and now we talking about my boy Kobe. Well, I'm, I'm kind. I mean, you know, I'm trying to give an analogy, but something <laughs> that uh, would would uh, really, really uh, draw the craving of so, mass media. So, one thing I can say to that point of the examples you've gave, you've given, mm -hmm. I can honestly say that from my experience, the successful projects within the NFT space uh, have morals and values. So it gotcha. has to be okay. something that is of value to society in a positive way uh, versus something that is of value to society in a degrading way. I understand. Um, that, that can be subjective, but I understand exactly. Yeah, what you're just saying. from observation yeah. of the projects that are like really doing well. Um, another right. example would be uh, for filmmakers. There is a project where they were trying to get funding for a film. And mm -hmm. they created these NFT tokens that grants people um, all access to behind the scenes, right. uh, a seat at the grand opening of this film. Gotcha. Um, and essentially them launching that is funding the film because they convert their a portion of their uh, coins into actual money and then they go make the film. Yeah, OK, I, I get it now. But yeah. at the same time, though, we're talking about um, the current um, state of, uh, you know, what's going on with cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. But as you explain, uh, you know, uh, 
Decentraland and how Ethereum ties back to NFTs and everything. Yeah. One of the main reasons why cryptocurrency is starting to lose its uh, momentum is because NFTs are now in that space and now they're competing with NFTs. Well, is that something totally separate or is that just a spinoff of a 2.0 version of cryptocurrency because they kind of use the similar technology? So I would say that's not the case. I would actually rephrase that and say cryptocurrency is the tools used to purchase NFTs. So they're one and gotcha. the same. They're gotcha. all in the okay. same ecosystem. Got it. okay. Um, if anything, NFTs is causing cryptocurrency to become more popular because now people are hearing stories of how someone bought this work of art for two hundred dollars and now they're sitting on twenty thousand dollars. Gotcha. Okay. But you don't hear those stories of someone who bought these three works of art for maybe two to three hundred dollars. Right. And lost two thousand dollars. Right now, I, I gotcha. Okay, <laughs> I hear. So, but now, with you saying that. Uh, cryptocurrency is becoming more popular because of NFTs and you use the cryptocurrency to buy the NFTs. I know in doing my research of trying to find out which ones were the best ones and mm -hmm. basically coming up with my list of the five most popular ones, I also came across a lot of compelling data that showed that cryptocurrency overall is facing some new challenges and that has a lot to do with the uh, valuation, uh, you know, starting to move downward instead of upward, uh, you know, kind of like uh, when you take a look at the Chinese government, mm -hmm. they have started to ban um, some cryptocurrency yeah. or, or exchange of cryptocurrencies. Uh, you know, you see uh, Warren Buffett consistently um, um, talks about how it has no intrinsic value and mm -hmm. he would never invest in it. And because he has such influence, that that ultimately influences people like me to, you know, turn my nose up at a right. cryptocurrency. And then you also see um, a lot of the big institutional investors as well. They are not now not as enthusiastic as they were, let's say, just six months ago with mm -hmm. incorporating cryptocurrency into the uh, main uh, central banking process, even right. though the SEC is starting to put in regulations and the IRS is starting to catch up with it and require that you uh, pay taxes on capital gains mm -hmm. from it and everything. Overall, um, doing my research and trying to find the best ones, I ran into a lot of that uh, information as well um, that had consistently said that it's not necessarily in its honeymoon stages anymore. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of like starting to get normalized and um, what we would call in the market pull back and uh, correct itself. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's where it's headed at now or is still a lot of upside to cryptocurrency? So there's a few things that you mentioned that I want to touch on that I would agree with you on or that I do agree with you on. The fact that um, institutions you mentioned are no longer too enthusiastic about backing crypto. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree with that. I can say that cryptocurrency is a new form of technology that has the ability to dismantle a lot of these institutions, which could be a reason why a lot of institutions are against it. Right. Um, yeah. One being like the music industry, mm -hmm. another being like um, corporations, um, even the banking system itself. Uh, it's stepping on a lot of toes. Cryptocurrency is stepping on a lot <laughs> gotcha, of toes. Okay. And, um, and the big dogs you, are using you know, that. When you step on yeah. a lot of toes, yeah. the powerful people and, you know, entities, they go start to beat, it, ways back. To beat right. it down gotcha. and, and okay. dismantle it, it all together. So. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't disagree with what you're saying at all. Um, I would just say that the reason for it is probably because it poses a threat to a lot gotcha. of okay. these different institutions and people. That's fair. Warren Buffett is one who I can say is someone who made his money doing something one way. Mm -hmm. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So right. I totally understand why Warren Buffett would turn his nose up uh, up at it. Um but as far as getting involved in cryptocurrency, my best advice would be to do your research uh, and educate yourself on the terminology and just crypto as a whole. There is a great YouTube channel that I'll have to figure out gotcha. before okay. the end of this episode that I'd love to share with you guys. But just educate yourself on it. No different than you would educate yourself on investing in stocks before you put money in. Like learn the terminology, learn the functionality of it. And as you start to 
dabble in it it'll make more sense um uh, only could be like me and you know try to parlay your dogecoin into it and get a two thousand dollar lesson two thousand dollar crash course in the in the cryptocurrency and nft so okay so let, let's stick on that point there so now um i know in doing my research mm-hmm. trying to get get an update on where where we are with crypto and what's the state of it um, I, I read across uh, maybe five different articles that all said that um, Elon Musk is uh, no longer um, accepting a Bitcoin as payment for Tesla uh, purchases. Now, I don't want to go off on that tangent. Um, can you talk about how that directly correlates to why and how you lost your $2,000 specifically? How Elon Musk and no longer investing in Bitcoin. Yeah, how how Bitcoin, how he for whatever reason said, "Hey, I don't really want to accept Bitcoin anymore um, as a, a, a payment of currency for you to come buy a Tesla." Because I would imagine once he said that, that had a lot to do with the value of Bitcoin dropping down. Did he? I, I'm not familiar with this statement. Did he specify what he chooses as an alternative? Well, no, I don't. No, I don't okay. know about that. I'm just saying. I was able to, I looked at about 14 different articles, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. looked at a lot of data, but in five of the articles that I read, they all mentioned that at some point in time, Elon Musk came back along and said, "Got you." I know I said I'm going to accept Bitcoin for Teslas. It was Mm -hmm. fun while it lasted, but... That that's over with. I'm no longer accepting it anymore. Got you. I would imagine I don't follow it enough to know whether or not that directly correlates with Bitcoin falling back because at one time wasn't Bitcoin up above sixty thousand? Uh, it was close to it or right over it. One okay, of the two. and yeah, so yeah. now it's down right close to forty thousand. Mm-hmm. So that's twenty thousand uh, dollars drop. That's a mm-hmm. uh, very significant. So is that how you kind of lost your two thousand dollars? Dealing with the, uh, what was that, an NFT? The NFTs or the non-fungible token. Is that how you um, lost your $2,000 because the value dropped suddenly? Or was there something else? Or did you just invest in something that wasn't authentic? So it didn't have anything to do with Elon Musk and his mentioning of Bitcoin okay. no longer being accepted at Tesla. Okay, But it did have everything to do with investing in NFT projects that were rug pulls. Yeah, okay. Where, okay. you know, you're excited, FOMO, fear of missing out kicks in, mm-hmm. you go to the website, there's certain things you look for, such as the founders. Okay, if there's no founders and there's no links to these founders' pages and these founders are nobodies, that's a red flag. Uh, okay. There's other things like the roadmap. Okay, what's the utility of this NFT? What's their roadmap? Gotcha. The roadmap doesn't have certain qualities like an actual plan of action for these NFTs, another red flag. Okay, so can I give and you a quick one? One more thing, one more okay. thing. Because this is low-key a nugget for those who's trying to get involved in NFTs, what to look for. Gotcha. Um, the last little nugget I'll drop is when you're in these discords, which is basically before an NFT um, is whitelisted or before it becomes publicly able to purchase, which is called a mint process, uh, mm-hmm. you can pre-mint it, which is before, it's essentially like buying a stock before it hits the open market. So you get it at a lower rate. And as soon as it hits the market, it's supposed to go up in value and then people buy it and it goes up even more. So when you're in these discords, you'll notice the interaction between other people in these discords with you, which is essentially like a group chat for the project. Gotcha. Um, You got to, you got to see how engaged the the founders are. They actively involved in the project, so on and so forth. So if, if those are three things that don't check off right off the back, if one of those don't check off, get out the project. Don't invest. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, don't so, don't buy the NFT. So let me make my analogy here and tell me is this here close enough to uh, why you took this here two grand hit? Mm-hmm. Um, you basically uh, went down to Staples Center. It was a scalpel outside selling um, <laughs> floor seat tickets um, bench side um, to the Lakers game. You spent the $2,000 thinking that you were getting ready to go floor side, went to walk into the arena, and you find out that, yeah, these are legitimate tickets, but they were for last Sunday's game, not today's game. Mm. Is that kind of like you, you bought something that was it was, it was actually something um, that was a tangible product that you could invest in, mm-hmm. but because 
it had no more value. It didn't have the right right uh, date on it. Gotcha. Somehow, some way, the value of it was not worthless. I think I have an analogy that's similar that okay. might be a little on par. Okay. It would be, for those of you who've been watching the Lakers Dynasty show, uh, you noticed in one of the most recent episodes, Michael Magic Johnson got approached by Nike, by Phil Knight, before Nike was Nike. So I essentially was Magic Johnson getting approached by Nike. Can I just go ahead and admit that I haven't uh, watched? But you know that I'm sure you're aware of that. I'm aware of I'm aware of it because Magic Johnson is very upset. They didn't consult with none of them. Yeah. But um, I've been in the heart of tax season, (laughs) so I haven't watched television in almost five weeks. Shoot, I ain't even prefaced it. Spoiler (laughs) alert. Okay. We don't talk about TV often, but spoiler (laughs) alert for those that haven't been. So anyway, um, I'm Magic Johnson in this sense. Um, and I'm going to get a shoe deal. Mm-hmm. Converse and Adidas are, they check all the boxes as far as what you look for. They're mm-hmm. legit. Uh, Nike comes along and they're a newer project, uh, has this promise of X, Y, and Z, but it turns out they're not legit. So I go with Nike in that regard, or mm-hmm. I go with the ups, I go with the startup or the project with potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not having an awareness for negotiating and, and, and these, not having a checklist of things to look for, I avoid all the red flags that are right there. And then you lose your money. Gotcha. So can I can I give you another analogy that sits right on top of the one you just gave with Absolutely. Magic and Nike and Converse? What about when Steph signed with Under Armour? Well, he profited. Man, did you see that busted up shoe? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he was the winner in that one. <laughs> well, did he? Because I thought his overall uh uh um valuation in that uh investment and in going with under armor it um it performed well up under um what he would have got if he just would have went with Nike and took the Nike endorsement instead is that not the case oh you i think s- the armor on the stock really took a big hit got when they you. came out with it i see what you're saying it. i see what you're saying you're saying under armor in terms of the stock performance let's say if he, I don't know what his deal was, but if he, well, he got paid a lot of shares, in not shares. money. Yeah, he okay. tried to go to. Uh, I'm a. Uh, I'm really gonna come up here, but don't give me no cash. Yeah, give me shares, and yeah. then the, the share value <laughs> tanked. Yeah, I see. It has it has it caught back up. Man, I don't know. Is anybody out here buying Under Armour? <laughs> I don't know. I ain't bought basketball shoes in a minute. Man, but last I don't time know. I did, folks was actually rocking those. I was surprised. You know, the, you know, my, the new kids. All they want to do is stand behind the three point line. The crack behind the three point line and shoot threes nowadays. So I don't know. Yeah, if you Google, uh, if you Google uh, a picture of them damn first shoes. Oh, they not. Have, they not attractive. None yeah, of them man. are, in my opinion. Yeah, because <laughs> them shoes look like you just accepted the job as a CNA down at right. the local clinic. <laughs> right. Now, now on the flip side, a good analogy of what this could look like is someone like a Clay Thompson. Gotcha. You get this off. You get this this brand that comes in. They're like, you know, we're overseas, but we want to make you the yeah. face of it. We'll pay. He you. took the Chinese. He took it, and he yeah. just, you know, he Michael Jordan of whatever brand that is in China. In China, yeah, not yeah. in the U.S. Not, not in the definitely not. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, okay. You you you've de- demystified uh, not only uh, you know where we're going with this here cryptocurrency, but you've kind of tied it all together. We've been able to kind of do it with just the uh, top five most popular, according to my list. Now, my research might be all screwed up. These might not be the top five most popular. I know Bitcoin is number one. Well, yeah, I could. I, I would argue that at least uh, three of the five are definitely still there, and that would be Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, Dogecoin. I'd even argue that Decentraland is up there, Cardano's top ten. Yeah. Um, I know Decentraland like Sandbox would for sure be in there But okay. Decentraland I would say isn't more so It's not a cryptocurrency It's more so a crypto environment It's essentially yeah. buying digital real estate Using a cryptocurrency yeah, Whatever that, that mono or mana, mana. M-A-N-A, M-A-N-A yeah. yeah I know that stuff is going for like uh, 10, 14,000 a corner Is that so, how So it's, it's um, the, you know how we were talking about NFTs and uh, mm-hmm. Board Ape Yacht Club is 110 Ethereum. Mm-hmm. So you're in Decentraland, you're on 
you're, you're you got it for the most part except the coin itself isn't worth that much it's more so the number of coins that you need to buy one plot of land so the coin yeah. itself might be like 150 to 300 dollars but you need like 500 of those gotcha okay <laughs> and that's when the overall price translates into so usd is like 30,000 50,000 the prices that i was reading in my research was the sticker price for the virtual property or yeah, land more than likely that so. people have been buying and i would have had to go in and do the math to see how much the mono was worth correct absolutely absolutely and shoot let me go ahead and pull up some Decentraland rates. Uh, Man, I'm over prices here. Prices right now. I'm over here. Oh, I might be a cryptocurrency subject matter expert after this <laughs> podcast. Let's see. Open C, Decentraland. So Decentraland, they have these things called wearables, which is like I was saying. You look around, you look at somebody's avatar in Decentraland, they might have a mustache. How many? Uh, how much that mustache run you? Because it wasn't gotcha. free. Exactly. Um, let's see. You got a pumpkin mouth, with, which is worth... Seven, I would assume mana, which equates to fifteen dollars. Yeah, so you're paying fifteen dollars for a Halloween pumpkin. I hear you, cause like when I when when I do the TikTok videos, I get a lot of inquiries about man, I don't want one of them T-shirts. How much can I get that T-shirt for? So it would be the same exactly in the uh, Decentraland in a virtual world where somebody saw me with one of my uh, little T-shirts with quotes on them and stuff and wanted to buy it. Absolutely. With some mono, right? Mano, mono. Yep. With the cryptocurrency you use in Decentraland, gotcha. which is mono. Okay. So we're looking at this here, Shine. You can see this one parcel that's red. You see that? Uh-huh. Mind y'all, y'all, this is like a thumbtack. It's so small. This one parcel is worth 4,100 mana, which translates to 8,856,000 8, US dollars. And is that like an empty lot in a subdivision? That is an empty the, lot in probably in the, the sub of the subdivision <laughs> in the central <laughs> where, where you can go in and build your own house where you don't Absolutely. need some more mono to buy all the materials. Absolutely. I mean, you can do so. The, the cool part about it is you think of like video games. Those of you who are familiar with like Grand Theft Auto uh, 5, in, in that game, you have a casino in the video game you have the hood in the video game you have san pedro coastal san pedro in the video game so you think of decentraland and you buy this plot of land you could then go and build something on that plot of land that generates some form of value would i be able to rent rent that land out to somebody now if you go on tiktok oddly enough there are opportunities that you can rent out spaces within the virtual Man. realm to throw virtual events. Don't tell me they got a damn virtual Airbnb. <laughs> Go rent it out for the weekend and do what? What you doing? Man, come on. What you doing in that virtual Airbnb? Gotcha. Okay. But like activation events for companies like Facebook. I mean, obviously we mm-hmm. know Facebook is, if I'm not mistaken, they're behind or they're endorsing Sandbox. Gotcha. Uh, with their whole metaverse but even even their activation events let's say facebook gets an endorsement with nike and they want to use an event space obviously i'm sure they have enough money to get their own within the virtual realm but if they didn't so so what could we come up with as uh, a virtual piece of art in decentraland that we could uh sell so that people can convert and then use that conversion to come to my new home in Las Vegas and sit down with us to record a podcast. <laughs> so like I said, in the beginning of the podcast, I know it sounds like the answer was very just generic. Yes, mm-hmm. you can do the things you had mentioned with the Martin Luther King photos, which is the same for us. We could, however, the de- technology behind it requires a team. So I would say, in short, yes, we can create something. I have a full idea. I, I thought about this soon as I educated myself on, on that. Okay. I thought automatically about the podcast, especially with the coin and everything. We could do some swag stuff with it. And we could create utilities for it. And we create different variations of utilities based on the variation okay. of the coin. Um, hey, Rihanna, holler at me. Text me. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need to talk to you about something. I need you to send me a picture. <laughs> Put that on the IGC coin. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But it's, 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 it, it, I personally, as a creative, like someone who like dabbles in the artsy side of creativity, I enjoy it because it, it dismantles the barriers of gotcha. putting your art out there and Man. making it profitable. 
If I would have knew that, you know, Rihanna stayed right, right up the hill. Yeah. yeah. If I would have knew that back then, back then, yeah, I could have been taking some pictures of her walking around in the Vons grocery store over there. And look, I don't know if my name would have been attached to this podcast <laughs> if you were doing that. <laughs> Man, we, we trying to get into the NFT, so I'm trying to get into Decentraland. But the beauty of it too is, uh, without having that social approval from like a celebrity or a notable person or figure within the NFT space, you mm-hmm. have your own audience. You know, yeah, we build our audience and we provide value through the NFTs. Yeah, we allow them an opportunity to invest in an NFT project that guarantees a return on their investment, whether it be financially or whether it be through utilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned Gary V because he's someone that I know is notorious in this space. Uh, he has a fish club, if I'm not mistaken, which is essentially you. It's like, um, what do they call the golf clubs? There's like a name. country club. Country club. It's like a country okay. club, but essentially you're you have access to either his fishing restaurant or fish. But yeah, one okay. entry into that, like one NFT is worth. Fifteen thousand dollars or like five Ethereum. I, I get it now. It's just that I can't I can't adjust my mind yet to um envisioning something socially responsible that I would get the right type of endorsement behind. Because out here in coastal San Pedro, a lot of celebrities out here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Riri live right up the hill. <laughs> uh Tiger Woods flipped over and crashed and broke his leg up right down the street. <laughs> A lot of lot of uh, notable people across yeah. the street in the shopping plaza yeah. over here. I just keep thinking of basically turning into a paparazzi. See you doing, and then converting you, all of those images to, <laughs> to, to 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 NFTs, man. You doing you doing what we always try to encourage our listeners not to do. What's that? Do the short the short quick come. Oh up. yeah, well you know how that go, man. <laughs> You're thinking of the short, quick come up yeah, within man. the NFT space. It, yeah, that, it, it's that, risky, that but it's fast, even riskier. <laughs> fast money always come out to be a, a slow, miserable, uh, <laughs> a bunch of pains. So. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, that's facts, man. But yeah, so that was you guys got a little bit more than probably what you thought you were going to get in this episode. Um, but I have, I have been eager to share my uh, two thousand dollar lesson uh, going into investing in NFTs and getting involved within that space um i can tell you that uh the uh the uh, cryptocurrency uh, industry is expanding even though the value is starting to pull back Mm -hmm. and it's starting to normalize it is expanding i am convinced now that it is going to be um a part of the u.s currency central uh uh, um, u.s currency uh, system Mm -hmm. sometimes in the future i don't know how much near future but uh it's uh unstoppable so it's going to be incorporated in there some way somehow um and um i i I am gonna uh, be a little bit more uh conscious of of actually uh paying attention to it and getting more involved yeah starting with i still don't have a wallet because i didn't need a wallet to get mm-hmm. the dogecoin but that's something i'm interested in getting one of those wallets that i always yeah, I could see up with that that uh but when i get the wallet can i keep everything in there or does do i need a different wallet for each type of cryptocurrency so the wallet houses your cryptocurrency and your wallet you all get, of it no matter what kind you got for the yeah 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 okay. so what it, what what happens is if you use an uh, an app like crypto.com or if you use an app like coinbase um you can house your crypto that you invest in or purchase or convert your usd into um within those applications but in order to use your cryptocurrencies on web3 to purchase nfts to get involved in buying or transacting uh you have to transfer it to a decentralized wallet which is what you're probably talking about the 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 virtual wallet that allows you to go on like OpenSea or go on um rarity tools or like go like basically access different platforms within web3 and make transactions um so you the would need a decentralized is, wallet which oh, oh. which most of these apps like coinbase provides a version of it um yeah. crypto.com provides a version of it but once you convert it over to that wallet uh, MetaMask is what I would is a version of that, but it'll that address from that wallet will translate into all three of those. So like my wallet on that I that I got from Crypto.com, I converted it to the the, the decentral the I think it's the proper terminology decentralized wallet. But 
if I'm saying it wrong, forgive me. <laughs> like mm. I said, I'm a six out of ten when it comes to crypto knowledge. Gotcha. But um, that wallet address is the same across all the apps. So okay. how I gave that analogy of Web3 being you only log in with your wallet, essentially, and you don't have to re-log into like Facebook, Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all tied so, to that. So wallet. essentially, a, a decentralized wallet is kind of like a brokerage account. I go in the brokerage account and now I have access to. Or better yet, it's like your real life wallet. You go out into the real world and you just make transactions where you see fit. Gotcha. Okay. Except it's your virtual wallet. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. But one last uh, tidbit on the NFTs that I wanted to mention. Um, I mentioned how NFTs and cryptocurrency could essentially dismantle like the music industry to an extent. I can see how that would, would work now. That makes sense. Now. Yeah. So so like Nas dropped the project. Um, he allowed people to buy an NFT and the NFT was essentially like three different songs and there were tiers. So the first song uh, that you buy was one of his more popular songs. You buy it for a higher price, but you get a royalty mm-hmm. how based on how the song performs. So these independent projects that artists drop, you now can benefit and create like a passive means of income. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the dopest part about NFTs is that it becomes more like a collector's sort of ordeal. So if you're into collecting physical items, think of it from that perspective of knowing the value of this physical item is going to go up. What translates that, I'm sorry, what dictates the price of that going up? So like if I invest in a baseball cap that Hank Aaron wore in his last baseball game Mm -hmm. and I copped it back then and I knew for whatever reason it was going to go because Hank Aaron, Mm-hmm. And it's signed by him. And now today, the value goes up. So, like, right. you know, there's there's opportunities there. Um, what I would do again, knowing what I know, if I had $2,000 or if I decided to just put $2,000 into NFTs, I would invest in um, artists that are credible and their projects are credible. So instead of Lil Bo Peep Hootie, mm-hmm. I go invest in like Nas. I don't know who Lil Bo Peep Hootie is. If you a real rapper, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get you. Um, even with the art projects, like I would, I would stick to more of the mainstream uh, projects. Someone like a J Cole, something like absolutely, that. absolutely. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Currency, I know had a few NFT projects. He's a popular rapper. He was part of Master P's uh, No Limit label at some point. Okay. But he was. He's got a few projects in the NFT space. Um, you know the th- the one thing that has always bothered me about uh, cryptocurrency, and now even with the NFTs that you've kind of dissipated the day for me by demystifying all of this mm-hmm. is, I've always had the argument that if cryptocurrency is ultimately going to replace uh, replace uh, fiat currency, mm-hmm. which is government backed currency, then why in the hell are you asking for government backed currency? To buy you some cryptocurrency, <laughs> but now that you've kind of demystified it and I have a better understanding, I can see how now um, buying cryptocurrency, buying NFTs is no different than buying stock for Taking the most currency part, and for buying the most stock part. because yeah. once you plant your money into the stock itself, now the stock has the potential to increase in value limitlessly. And so yeah. because of that reason, that explains why you would take government backed money and convert it over into cryptocurrency as well. Because once you get the cryptocurrency, um, for whatever reason, as things evolved and we progress and we find uh, more um, practical uses for um, this uh, type of uh, uh, digital currency, mm-hmm. then ultimately the value is going to go up. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously it's a volatile situation. So no different than a stock you invest in. It can go up or down. I would say the best way to think about it would be like a stock that like investing in a stock, but that stock you can go and utilize and invest in other things. So Mm -hmm. like once once you invest your money into a stock, it's pretty much like parking your money there and you might receive dividends. Mm -hmm. It'll go up or down at that point. Um Whereas cryptocurrency, depending on what you're investing in, it does that. However, you could then go and buy things with that within the virtual space. Now, my question would be, uh, if I buy enough cryptocurrency, do I get a seat on the board? 
Cause I know, I know, like when you buy that's a good at question. least 10 percent of a company's <laughs> stock, then that kind of puts you at the forefront because you have to file with the SEC and all yeah. that type of stuff, and then it makes you a majority owner, and now you have leverage in the company, and it almost uh, guarantees that you will be involved with the uh, company's board of director, at least be a prominent member that has some input and some say so over how the company is a. Uh, performing and operating no that's a great question so i can't speak to whether or not you'd be on the board of the cryptocurrency itself but when it comes to the nft projects Mm -hmm. you're able to buy as many as you are capable of buying so if you own majority of the nft project you do have the ability to sit on a board there's a certain term for it but it translates into being like the board of that nft project where your voice you're basically purchasing a voice Within the space of that NFT project And they'll listen to you Because obviously If you sell it all Or you decide to do What you do with it It can affect the project In a good or bad way Right As is with um, Having 10% ownership Of any publicly uh, Traded company as well Absolutely See that's why I knew You was going to understand This crypto space I'm over here I feel educated today (laughs) Man I done came up I'm a crypto expert now (laughs) Again y'all This is This episode is solely Just for y'all to take a uh, 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 a peel back behind the curtain and understand crypto a little bit more without going and getting involved in it. Can I hear that coin again? Is that oh, a crypto coin out here or a regular coin? That's a regular. Oh, I got okay. it. I might have well, to add a crypto coin to this now. A, do we have a sound for uh, a crypto coin? Nah, we ain't got one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that Doge coin one ain't gonna sound good. That one might sound like a crying dog. Yeah, that's some hot trash out there, man. <laughs> Well, shoot, folks. You got anything else today, Shy? Oh, man, I wanted to give people my book recommendation yeah, because uh, um, ever since I invested in the Dogecoin and um, I went out and tried to find me a digital book on uh, cryptocurrency, um, and what I found was a book. So this is my recommendation that coincides with this here podcast. Um, it's a book called uh, Blockchain Revolution. How the technology behind Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies is changing the world. That book is written by brothers Alex and Dunn Tapscott. So that's a great uh, read that um, I, was, uh, I was also able to read into. Um, it gives a lot of uh, uh, insight to how blockchain uh, technology and projects are in fact, uh, impacting the culture and uh, changing um, the way we uh, view um, digital currency. I like that. I like that a lot. And before we dip from today's episode, I am doing some quick Googling right now here on YouTube because I would love to give you guys the name of the channel that I looked at or that I watched. I took a deep dive into this channel. It's very informative. Uh, They educate you on the terminology and the different cryptocurrencies. It was I love it. I love it. I'm a very visual learner. Um, so this was right up my alley. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, what is decentralization? Uh, rock with me, y'all. Rock with me. I'm gonna find it. Well, you go ahead and find it. I'll also tell them that, um, while I was doing my research also, I went on good old reliable Netflix and, um, in their explain series on Netflix, they also have, a. um, episode of how to understand crypto that you could uh go to netflix and look for did i buy you enough time to find it man you bought me enough time to do a lot but i still can't find it (laughs) i might have to come back to y'all in next week's episode and give y'all that little nugget so hey that's more reason for y'all to come back and tune into the podcast that's more reason for them to go over there to uh, that patreon page and subscribe to my uh, patreon page maybe i'm gonna write a few more articles about cryptocurrency over there and give them some uh more insight shoot i might have to do a little blurb and just give them um like a little red flag checklist, things to look for if they do decide to get involved in NFTs. Yes, sir. I just, I, I just ain't ready to give no damn recommendations. Yet. Yeah, no, nah, I ain't telling y'all to go do nothing. But if you so happy to do it, that's at your leisure. Yeah. But here's yeah. what you can look for. Yeah, we ain't, we, we not giving no recommendations on cryptocurrency right now. But shoot, shameless plug, man. Yeah, definitely go ahead and check out our Patreon account. Uh, we got about 25 people in there over the span of like three to four weeks over the span of a month, man. So we really appreciate our supporters out there. 
Y'all holding it down for us and keeping us going and growing. Yes, sir. We're trying to get to 100 before summer. Yeah, before the end of June, I believe, or Mm -hmm. July. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think um, of those members uh, that that have already joined uh, Patreon, I think seven of them are dedicated to the... uh, 10k challenge yes so sir we're, we're making some you moves over there people are very very happy um i even published my uh, first quarter report card on all, all my stock recommendations i've made in 2022 mm-hmm. so uh if you want to be interested in what uh, dj dividends is recommending um in this here volatile stock market uh environment we're in now also that's a great reason to go over to the patreon page and we're all the way up to our second episode on real estate right yeah that's getting ready to post as well so it's Uh, a lot of good stuff over there folks on the topic of real estate we are uh shine has started a real estate series within the patreon account Mm -hmm. uh where he demystifies the complex real estate jargon and we talk about the four different ways you can invest in real estate come on so they go ahead good. and go to that patreon.com yeah. slash forward slash I got sense podcast or just simply go to patreon.com and search I got sense podcast. Can't miss us. Or if they're on my Facebook page, just about everything that posts to the Facebook page is basically going to be a link to uh, a subscription to the Patreon page because I ain't uh, giving up nothing on Facebook no more. Yeah. Nothing but some pictures of your boy DJ Dividends. <laughs> <laughs> On his own coin, I'm going Can can we get that? Uh, I got since coin converted over to a, you, a cryptocurrency, man. That's what I was saying. A little NFT project. Look, man. you know what I'm saying. In due time, yeah. Y'all get to that Patreon account. We turn that in, that investment into an NFT project. And make us all some money around here, man. Yeah, we. I ain't trying to hear that though, man. Me on one side and uh somebody else on the other side. I ain't gonna even. You say. Better keep hollering at a Riri. <laughs> <laughs> I just need Riri to send me one picture of her in her ninth month of pregnancy in that third <laughs> trimester. Riri, come on and work with your boy here. Help me out. I'm gonna have to turn this off before he get us <laughs> get us shut down, y'all. We see y'all next week, man. Peace. All right, peace out. We'll holler at y'all next time.